Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello there and welcome to Back to Basics, special episode number 60. And today your special guest is moi, Leticia Latino, your host. You know that I like to do special episodes when it is a milestone. And this episode is going to coincide with 4,000 downloads of this podcast. And for that, I want to thank you. I cannot believe it when I check the stats that uh, we have so many people listening, so many people tuning in uh, all over the world. And most importantly, what fills my heart is how many texts, emails, reviews. Uh, I mean, you find a way to let me know that you're enjoying the podcast and enjoying the guest. And that's what it's all about for me. So thank you so much for following me. And thank you so much for saying yes to coming back to basics. So sometime said the other day, wow, Letty, what an appropriate name you chose for your podcast. Because a year and a half almost when I chose this name, obviously I couldn't know all that was going to happen. And, uh, you know, I've had guests sharing with us how they felt about this whole coronavirus pandemic. And I've exchanged my ideas with them. But really, I haven't had an episode where I tell you how am I coping with COVID. I think it's, these are difficult times for everybody. It's very easy to lose touch with ourselves and what matters because we are so overwhelmed by the distress, by the disruption, by death, that it's hard to keep, you know, your mind clear. And I think one of the things that I've heard that has given me hope is when when people started saying we're all in this together, no matter what part of the world you are in, we are all in this together. This is a very, very tragic situation that we live in with the pandemic and everybody can relate. But then... If you're in the U.S. like me and uh, you see, you know, everything that's going on and uh, you see uh, a black man pretty much being murdered in front of your eyes, in front of four policemen, you really are still probably in shock and, and you wonder, are we all in this together? Really? doesn't seem that way. But, you know, I obviously want to say that all these events have touched me. Um, I come from a country in Venezuela when I grew up really I didn't even notice who was black who was white and I love that about my country eventually you know um, the government changed that and made us all more aware about if you're an immigrant or if if you are in a different um, social level than the other but going back to black and white you know this is something that unfortunately I was I became very aware of when I came to the U.S. a great country like this um, it became very obvious for me quickly that people do notice and people do make a difference and that makes me sad. So I do hope that we take this opportunity to reflect on that and, and you know, come to terms that things have to change and we all have to raise our voice and we all have to, you know, add our grain of contribution of saying 
we are all the same. I think that's very important. And it's an idea that I embrace uh, very much. So going back to how I'm coping with this whole situation now, you know, it's uh, June 11, and uh, we've been at this for pretty much three months uh, in in quarantine. Me and my family have been in quarantine since then. And um, it, it seems that everything this year is different from when we started. I was at a meeting yesterday and someone said, you know, I thought when 2020, when we rang the 2020 New Year's Eve, I thought, oh, my God, so many good things are coming this year. And that's not the first person that has said something like that. And then we're all joking about what else can go wrong, right? This has been so far a terrible year in, in so many ways. And... Um, in a way, I feel like back in 2001, and, I, and I've shared bits and pieces of, of how bad that year was, but I can definitely remember it was bad for me, and I think it was bad for a lot of people. And in the same sense, um, it started one way. There were so many layoffs in 2001. I know so many people that got laid off. They had a change of job, change of status in my case. One of my best friends, unfortunately, got murdered by her husband in February. Then I got laid off. Then I decided, I, then I broke up a, a four-year-old uh, relationship. Then I moved to France for a number of months. And by the time I came back to the States and I'm ready to go back home to Venezuela, I say, now I'm ready, let's start this. The day I chose to move was September 11, 2001. I don't need to say anymore. So it was a big shock for the world. I got stuck in the U.S. for like two, three more weeks before I could go back home. But by the time I went, I was so traumatized like everybody else was. And just the the year just felt weird. And I, I feel that way right now. This whole year feels weird. Everything is pretty much different for everybody. And like back in 2001, and I was rereading my journals about the darkest moments. And the one thing I kept going back to, you know what it was? My faith. I feel very blessed that I have God in my life. It's something that I've had since a little girl. Yes, I went to Catholic school. You know, some people go, but then they don't use the tools you're given. One of the things I say about spirituality, call it Catholic, uh, whatever your religion, Buddhism, anything, is that we have the tools to access them when you need it the most. And I think faith is such a strong tool, such a powerful tool that we all have. And in times like this, we have to use it. And I wrote in my diary back in 2001 that I was suffering, I was very depressed, I really felt my whole life has been turned upside down. And I wrote, the only thing I can do right now is to offer this suffering to God. Somehow, I figured that the only thing I could do is to really say, God, I'm suffering. I don't know why I'm suffering, but I offer this suffering to you. I'm embracing it and I offer it to you. And, you know, tomorrow will be a new day. And I think, I think we have to do the same. The world with this pandemic has told us to stop. I think that most of us can agree that there's something. The world is telling us something. The world sends us a signal. And it's almost like, hey, guys, if you don't want to listen, 
I'm going to make you listen and I'm going to make you stop. And the unthinkable happened. A circumstance that back in February, if you had told anybody, listen, we, the whole world is going to stop for months. People, we would have laughed. We would have said, you're right. We would have believed this is impossible. And yet here we are. And so by this forced stop, we have been forced to look inside, to look inside ourselves. And unfortunately, this is why we're having so many health issues right now. It's very dangerous because when you don't feel at peace with yourself and who you are and what you want to do, when you cannot calm your mind and find your steady heart and allow those moments of mystery in your life saying, I don't know why this is happening, but I offer it to the universe or to God or whatever it is that you call it, you're going to have a problem. Because that noise, that craziness that we create for ourselves, the day-to-day that we live in, which is crazy, it stopped. And so when you don't have that craziness, now you're forced to look inwards, to be at home. Everything that we were for, that we fight for. I was taking a walk around my neighborhood the other day and I saw so many fancy cars are parked They haven't been touched in months. Are those important? So much clothes, so so many designer boots and shoes and bags that we have parked in our closets. Do we need them? Obviously we don't. I'm pretty much wearing the same shirt and shorts. I wash. It's like two or three things that I'm wearing. I'm always dressed the same now that I'm working from home. And I feel great. So it really prompts The question, how much do we need? I have fallen in the habit of waking up and having breakfast with my kids and my husband. Things are crazy. I accept it. But, you know, it's it's kind of nice and we like each other and we have fun with each other. So we are blessed and I'm very aware of that. But also I'm aware that because we feel calm inside, we feel joy inside then we can offer it to our families. When you don't feel like that, anxiety is going to come. And and that's the problem is when we don't know what we want out of life. So when all this started in March, I got a moment of anxiety. We were about to launch our book, the book I wrote with uh, the amazing women you've been getting to know in some of the podcasts, Women in Business Leading the Way. And we had planned so many nice activities and fun things, and we were going to do a mini book tour. And so it was something to look forward. And then all of a sudden, that gets chopped. And so, yeah, I had to come to terms that that is not happening. So that was disappointing. And then also, I was concerned about my business and my husband's job and the kids' school and keeping afloat in the midst of this. So there was a moment there where I felt very anxious. I'm also a social person. And uh, I like going out and I like being outdoors. But at the same time, and a lot of people don't believe this about me, but I swear it's true. I can be with myself. Sometimes I enjoy being with myself. I can tell I'm my best friend. Uh, When I don't have anything to do, I talk to myself. I tell myself stories. And as I was rereading my diary from my time in France when I was alone, I just found so much joy in the thoughts I journaled. And that, that's something, by the way, I think I mentioned on the podcast, but I keep doing it constantly. 
So I, at some point back in March, I realized, okay, this is not going back to what it was anytime soon. So I have two options. It's either I stress and I get anxious and I feel, you know, this feeling when you're in sales and when you need to sell a product, even if it's your company, people say, well, you're not going to get fired because it's your company. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, I don't get to pay the bills if I don't sell. So you have that extra stress of having to perform. And and then you think, how do I perform if I cannot travel? I cannot meet customers. Uh, everything has stopped. No one is doing anything. So you can let that anxiety overcome you or you can control it. And so what I decided is I'm going to make this time efficient. I'm going to work in things that inspire me. I'm going to do things that, you know, I feel happy about. And that's what I've been doing, guys. I mean, I've been working hard, doing my job the best I can despite the circumstances. But also the first few months were really hard because the kids were doing online learning. And so I was struggling because I needed to be there for them. And at some point I had to choose. I say, okay, I'm not going to be, you know, on my computer in traditional office hours like I normally would because my kids need me now. And I saw like a higher calling, like I need to get my kids through this very challenging situation in the best possible way. And that was fulfilling. When I realized that I wasn't stealing time from my job, from my company, because I had to tend to my kids for their online learning. But I kind of embraced the concept, first you are a mom. This is your responsibility. I don't want, I didn't want my kids to be, you know, marked by this painful experience. I, they probably going to remember it as a, you know, a very different time in their lives. But as far as I'm concerned, we have managed to give them some stability, some predictability, but also to put them on top of the list, to prioritize correctly. This is a time to be a mom first it's always you're always a mom first but you know sometimes when things are normal and you have to do back-to-back trips and I have the nanny help me my husband help me and then I make up to my kids and sometimes you just have to put other things on the top for a little moment when you say let me just do this focus on this I'll be right back I think definitely this is a time to prioritize in yourself, your mental health, your well-being, because if you're not okay, your family is not okay. So you try to find peace within yourself, and then you move along in your day and your things in the best possible way. So basically, what I did is I recommitted to meditating. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Guess what? Now I don't have the commute going back and forth from the office you have a different pace so in the morning because I don't have to dress the kids up go to school drive to the office I have some extra time so very early in the morning when I wake up I'm trying to listen to something that helps me meditate and I'm uh, taking uh, mindfulness uh, course that you know you you do uh, breathing exercises and just to become aware to really have that curiosity to explore more and to really get involved with things that bring you joy. The other thing that I started doing a little bit as a side project 
it's working on my branding. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time now that their book is out, the podcast is out. And guys, I mean, I started this as a joke just because I enjoy it. And I still do it because I enjoy it. But when you realize you can reach people, you can make a difference, then it, you almost get prompted to what else can I do? And I want more people to maybe know about the podcast and know about me. And really, I started working really deeply into what is my why? What is my why? I know what makes me tick. And this is something that I hope you know by now too. What makes you tick? What are you curious about? Where, when do you feel inspired? When do you feel alive? But that's different from what's your why. So as I started to read and reread books that have made an impact on me, books that have prompted me to try to understand me, I started finding the same question everywhere. It's find your why. What's your why? Why do you do things? It's not about what you do. It's about why you do them. It's so important, simple, but at the same time, important. And I spent most of this quarantine, believe it or not, thinking about that. And it has been a very, very hard exercise for me. And I try to, you know, think about my qualities and strengths in this search for what's my why. And um, I brainstorm a lot with my husband. And one of the things that always comes... Uh, into play when when I speak to others that know me well it's like well you're connected you're the queen of connection and that connectedness theme has always resonated and I and I stuck with me and for a long time I said yeah I'm connected but what what's the why I, I, my why is not to connect people I don't feel my why is to connect people and I'm curious but where's the why so I kept meditating and praying and asking God for guidance. This is a time where we can reset. This is a time where you can reinvent yourself. I know this is time that is very challenging, that is very difficult, but it's also a unique opportunity to change what you don't like about yourself and about your life. And I think we become aware of many things that we don't like in the way we are living. And it's our responsibility to stand up to the challenge and say, I don't like how I was doing this. This doesn't fill me. This is unnecessary. And all these things that we have rediscovering, going back to basics, being home, cooking again, doing simple things, spending time with the family, getting intimate with each other connecting with each other. All these things that we have rediscovered, we cannot let it go. And I really invite you to bring that question into your life. Why? Find your why. Why do you wake up every day? Why? And so, of course, I could bet that you are wondering if I have found my why. And I can happily report that I did, and now I'm working heavily in building all my initiatives around it. And I'm not quitting my job. It's funny because you, you start seeing people thinking that I'm quitting my job because, you know, you see my LinkedIn posts or my social media posts, and they start bringing aspects of myself that maybe before 
were covered by old work and old business. And so people are starting to wonder my intentions or what's going on or am I changing careers? And the answer is no. I'm using the downtime for a major reset in my life and into what motivates me and into how I can have a higher impact. And so when I asked, what's my why? What's my why? It came to me. It came to me spontaneously. I, I push it for a while, but I said I cannot force it. I was forcing so many answers of what I was. And then it came to me. I am an agent of change. I am an agent of change. I say it several times because it takes time. You write these things and it's like you almost feel crazy a little bit. It's like, who is she? She's an agent of change. But you know what? I realize I speak to so many people that then tell me, you know, after we spoke, I did what you suggested and it came out good. I have like four friends that have found their husbands in Match.com just because I had shared that I found mine there and I somehow was able to inspire them. So it takes courage, you know, to, to say something like, I am an agent of change. Your why is a big deal. Your why is a big deal. And sometimes we feel funny because it almost we feel we are not entitled. We don't deserve it. We cannot speak with such big words. I am an agent of change. Who does she think she is agent of change? But yeah, I choose. I have chosen to embrace this. And in that, I came up with another statement that I feel true to myself. That is part of my why. And that embodies all those qualities and strengths that people perceive from me, like connectedness, like intuition, like passionate, like ambitious. And so I came up with my, you know, it's not a mission statement, but it's almost about who I am. And so I'm going to share it with you first time. I'm going to be courageous. And, but I also invite you to try this exercise. It's about who you are. When I connect with others... True magic happens. This is because I understand that mutually inspiring outcomes can only result from genuine interactions rooted in similar core values. I can recognize when resistance prevents people from pursuing their dreams. Using my creative energy, trust, and generosity, I prompt a call to action and a desire to pay it forward. And so I'm prompting a call to action right now. Find your why. We are hearing this from all the thought leaders in the world. I recently zoomed into the Never Alone Summit. It was a transformational experience. One that you can still go check out. It will be in the show notes, but look it up. Never Alone Summit. And uh, they have all the sessions from each day, three days. They are still streaming live. And all I've been doing is listening to them. It's I have been feeding myself awareness. I have been feeding myself positivity, calmness. In these very distressed times, if we feed ourselves news, if we feel ourselves uh, the craziness that, that's going on around you, that's going to impact 
that's going to impact you, your body, and your mind. And so in these very hard times, what you need to do is to find the tools that would calm you down. Find the tools that would make you step up to the next level. Find the tools to make you more aware. Find the tools that would reconnect you with your true essence, with what you want to be. I remember as a funny story, right when I was about to get married, I, I probably a month before, I was at the beauty salon and someone say, aren't you getting married soon? I say, yeah. Oh, why are you reading that book? And I was a book about divorce. And if they found it so strange, right? Like they look at me like I'm crazy. And I say, well, listen, I am getting into this big commitment. I want to find out why people fail. I want to find it out before I fail. Because if I know why people fail, I can identify and prevent it before it happens. I don't want to read no divorce book after I'm already divorced. And that's how I've approached life. Sometimes I prepare for things ahead of time. And so I think this is exactly what I've been doing right now. And I feel so happy that I have. And, uh, you know, bring into your life positive experience. Bring into your life people that challenge your mind and bring you a more calmer state. Because these are definitely trying times. There's a lot of chaos around us, a lot of uncertainty. I don't have all the answers. I don't know if I have to fire people or my company is going to go under or my husband will have a job, you know, in a few months or not. And all that creates stress, believe me. But then why am I working on my meditation? Because I want to have that tool because I feel I'm going to need it. And so that's kind of what's been up with me. And also, if you've seen some of the guests that I've been having on the show, I mean, I cannot begin to tell you how honored I am, how happy I am. I'm learning in each episode I tape just by the quality of these guests And I'm going to share this with you also. Finding quality guests is not easy. And many times I have to tape and I have people that approach me and I don't feel they're a good fit for the show because I want to bring people that inspire you to do something. And sometimes you have people that are very accomplished and all that, but very uh, business-like. And I just don't find that inspiration myself. So when I talk to them, I say, "If, if I didn't feel inspired, most likely my friends are not going to feel inspired. And so at some point I was struggling, like I didn't have people to bring in. And uh, I was starting to freak out a little bit. And I'm going to say, where am I going to get quality, quality uh, people? And then I got introduced to a brilliant PR person, Ross Clymer. I want to give you a full shout out on this episode. And, um, which I ended up hiring for my book promotion, and he has been fantastic. And guess who has a lot of clients that are looking to be in a podcast just like mine? Ross has. And so he has been um, bringing such quality, such quality guests. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm not struggling with that anymore. And then I wrote a book and then I have 15 CEOs that are one more brilliant than the other. And so I'm not struggling with that anymore. And now I get people on LinkedIn contact me to be on the podcast. And so all I'm saying with this is sometimes you cannot control things, but that doesn't mean that you have to surrender. Don't surrender. Even when you don't see the way out and you don't know how you're going to do things, 
something gets unblocked somehow if you believe in it. But that's the key. You have to believe in it. You have to have faith in yourself and in your abilities. And then magic happens. So my friends, I hope you've enjoyed. I just wanted to share with you where my mind is at in these difficult times. We're all in a way in a very strange place, but I think there's hope. And I think we have to help each other. We have to support each other. And I think kindness is really the differentiator. When you're kind to others, when you're compassionate, when you look, how can you be of help to your next door neighbor, to your friends, to your family? Ask, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? That's going to make a difference in your life. You're going to feel that your purpose is starting to be fulfilled because you feel useful. You feel you help someone. We really minimize the power of helping each other. And so I hope that somehow my words help you get unstuck if you're stuck on something. But also I invite you again, get out of your comfort zone. This is a time to push any crazy ideas you have. This is a time to push any change you have. Because we are in a disruptive moment in our lives. So embrace it. Don't resist it. Just embrace it and make the changes. And just start working on it. Just give it your time and believe in it. And if you are lucky enough like me to have God in your life, just be confident that he knows where you're going. He has a plan for everybody. And if you trust that that's true, then you are in the best hands that you can be. Thank you so much for helping me reach the 60th episode of Back to Basics. This brings me so much joy that you've been on the journey with me. If you ever want to be on the, on the show, if you have a story you want to share, if you want to inspire others, just contact me through our Facebook page, Back to Basics Podcast, and then I'm going to share the news with you that I'm working on my very own webpage, www.letilatino.com launching in a couple of weeks where I'm going to be able to share all of me, every aspect, every role. I'm a mom, I'm a CEO, I'm a podcaster, I'm a momager, I'm a friend. Very, very excited to share that with others and see what happens. I'm looking for genuine connections. I'm looking for inspiration. I'm looking to bond with people that help me tick, that help me get excited. Are you ready? Let's do it. Thank you so much. And if you like this episode, please, 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 I beg you, review it, share it, and subscribe it. That's the only way to make a podcast successful. So I need your help there. Find two minutes and help me out. And please tell your friends if you think they all enjoy. Take care.